Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Dr. E.J. McKenzie on Blog Talk Radio. Today found you well, uh, you found today well. As we begin to understand in a greater dimension that we was created in the image and the likeness of God. For what reason? To take dominion over the earth, to subdue it. You and I have uh, dominion, authority, and power. Well, I can't even say that if you and I are divinely aligned, we do. Well, we're going to get started this uh, today. Uh, some things we kind of shared yesterday, a series that we started, uh, uh, connecting and affecting the generations. I read a scripture to you last night. I want to get started there as we begin to understand how God thinks. He thinks generationally. Uh, understanding that Satan is a imitator of God. He's not a creator. There's only one creator, that's the Father himself. Even Lucifer himself was created. So he doesn't have creative abilities. He takes what has already been created and manipulates it. That's what he's always done. Even from before he became Lucifer, he manipulated the creation of God, the angels. And he deceived them. Now think about that if angels, who was created perfect, even Lucifer created perfect. And the Bible says, until sin was found in him, or darkness was found in him. How can something be created perfect and then darkness is found in what was created light? You ever thought about that? Here's God created a perfect being. This is good. Lord, just quicken something to me. Here is a created being that was made perfect, Lucifer. And the Bible clearly says there was a day that came when sin was found. And let's see, can we find that scripture and, and, and read it? I think this will go beautifully, what the Lord is speaking, to show us how this thing operates. If I'm not mistaken, it is found in the book of Isaiah. And uh, I think verse 14, uh, chapter 14. Let's see what, what the word of the Lord says. Uh, uh, concerning that, if you will. I'm going to look at reading out of the uh, uh, new uh, King James Version. Where do we want to start here? Let's start, if you will, with verse 3 and uh, and see how this thing works. It shall come to pass in the day of the Lord, uh, in the day the Lord gives you rest from your sorrow. And from your fear and the hard bondage in which you were made to serve. That you will take up this proverb against the king of Babylon and say, How the oppressor has ceased, the golden city cease, the Lord has broken. I don't think that's where I want to go here. Let me let me uh let's go down to verse twelve. Let's start there if you will. Uh, in the word of the Lord. How you are fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning. Son of what? The morning. So it shows us what kind of angelic being Lucifer was made. He said, son of the morning. So think about it. If he's son of the morning, most likely he was brilliant. Uh, he was as bright as the sun itself. Uh, son of the morning, how you are cut down to the ground, 
you who weaken the nations. For you're set in your heart, you're set in your heart, you have said for you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven, I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. Now, think about this right. He's not called the devil here. He is not called Lucifer here. I'm saying, uh, uh, Satan here, he's called Lucifer, son of the morning. Now, notice what he says, how you are cut down to the ground, you who weaken the nations. Now, how was he cut down to the ground? How did he weaken the nations? And how did it happen? The moment the I thought came into his mind, verse 13, for you are set in your heart, for you are set in your heart, nothing just happened. It usually entered into the heart. But what made him say this? What made Lucifer think that he can ascend above God? Let's continue to read, if you will, because I believe this has everything to do with the nations. Because if Satan can manipulate, deceive a third of perfect angels. Now, here's generations again. Here's the creation of God. For you have said in your heart, I will send into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit on the mount of the congregation on the farther side of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. I will what? I will be like the Most High. This is this is what he said in time, ladies and gentlemen. Any time there is a manipulation in relationship or manipulation in the order of God, this is exactly what happens. Say that what happens. I will ascend above the heights of the cloud. I will be like the Most High. This will happen in marriages. This is what happened with Eve. Uh, Eve didn't think this way until the seed was planted in her mind. So he planted the same thing that he allowed to be planted in his mind. But if there was no evil at the time, how did a, a negative seed could be planted in the mind of a perfect creation? We're going to look at that. Verse 15, yet you shall be brought down to Sheol, to the lowest depth of the pit. Verse 16. Those who see you will uh, gaze at you and consider you saying, Is this the man who made the earth tremble? Who shook kingdoms? Who made the world as a wilderness and destroyed his cities? Who did not open, excuse me, the house of his prisoners? All the kings of the nations. All of them sleep in glory, everyone in his own house. But you are cast out of your grave like an abominable branch, like the garment of those who are slain, thrust through with a sword, who go down to the stones of the pit, like a corpse trodden on the feet. You will not be joined with them in burial because you have destroyed your land and slain your people. Let's go on down, if you will, uh, verse 22. For I will rise up against them, saith the Lord. I'm looking for a particular passage here, and this is not it. Maybe it's in the book of Ezekiel, uh, uh, what I'm looking for here. Let's go here to the book of Ezekiel, if you will, and uh, and see uh, what the Lord says to us in the book of Ezekiel. I think it's Ezekiel 22. Let's see if this is the case here. I want to, I'm trying to bring out a point concerning uh, uh, Lucifer himself. Well, it can't be 22. What verse is that, Lord? Uh, is it Ezekiel? Um, uh, where is that verse I'm trying to think of? Uh, it'll come to me in a few minutes here. 
But when we think about the nations, I'm going to say the generations, ladies and gentlemen, Satan is a master because he wants everything and everyone uh, that is in your loins. He he really loves the male gender. If I can, if I can just destroy uh, the man, if I can just get a hold of the man and cause the man to move out of his place. Now think about it. What caused Lucifer? What caused him to someone that is created perfect? Then he turns around, and uh, the scripture I was looking for where it says what sin was found in him. Uh, I was looking at that, but I don't see it. I thought it was in Isaiah 14, um, but evidently it must not be in Isaiah. It must be in Ezekiel. But I can't uh, recall uh, the particular verse where it's located uh, at this present time. I'm probably looking right at it. That's what usually happened because... I didn't have any notes down. It just came in my spirit as I begin to open up and begin to share with you. So when we begin to look in the word of the Lord, the Bible talks about how he was made perfect and uh, sin was found in him. And how could sin be found in him? Now, what is sin? What is sin? Sin is missing the mark, Right? Sin is missing the mark. The Bible says, all have sinned, all have missed the mark, and come short of the glory of God. So let's look at it. Okay, what does it mean, missing the mark, and uh, come short of the glory of God? So if we don't miss the mark, then God is glorified. If we miss the mark, then God is not glorified. The house got glorified. Uh, in our devotion one morning, uh, my daughter... Uh, asked the question. We were going through our uh, uh, devotion. We was going through a, uh, going through a booklet, and she asked me, "So, Daddy, uh, how is God glorified? Uh, how when we read the scripture in Romans there, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. How do a person come short of the glory of God?" Then I explained it to her on this wise. I said, uh, "Did the sun rise this morning?" She said, "Yes." Did the sun settle last night? Yes. Do you believe it's going to settle tonight? Yes. So God is glorified. God is only glorified when his creation function to the divine order which he created the creation to function in. So what caused sin to be found in Lucifer? When Lucifer stopped thinking... Thinking like God or thinking on the purpose of God. Anytime you and I stop thinking on the will of God for our lives, thinking on the purpose of God for our lives, and operating according to the will and the purpose of God, doing what God asks us to do, but first you start, think, you start with a thought. Then once you get out of alignment within, it's only a matter of time you're going to get out of alignment without. How do that happen? Now, we know according to the word of God how uh, Lucifer was created. The Bible tells us that he was one of the most uh, uh, beautiful creatures, uh, angels, uh, that God had created. And so I can imagine, ladies and gentlemen, all we got to do is kind of think about ourselves, how the enemy manipulate. It started with Eve. I mean, Eve is a perfect example of how it worked. So how did uh, uh, Satan manipulate Eve? Now, watch this right here. Eve was in alignment with Adam. Adam was in alignment with God. She was in harmony with her husband. She she walked in harmony with her husband. So what Satan had to do, he had to come and cause her to think outside of the order of God. Cause her to what? Think outside of the order of God. So everything starts with a thought. Anytime 
my wife and I got out of alignment, somebody had thought outside of the order of God. So what did he say to her? He said, now first God said, do not partake of the, uh, uh, the, the tree. Don't partake of the tree. He said, if you partake of the fruit from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you're going to die. He said the opposite. And but this is the this is the beauty of Satan's manipulation. Now he just didn't come say that without offering her something that she's gonna gain. Anytime a man, a woman missed a mark, Satan always shows us an alternative. And not only the alternative, but he shows us how the alternative is gonna benefit us and not God. But how's it gonna benefit us? So what is he doing? He's planting a seed of selfishness. He's planting a seed of selfishness within us, causing us to think selfishly so we can act selfishly. And what is what is happening now? First of all, alignment. God created man in his image and his likeness. First it was the male gender, then the female gender. Then the procreation of the man and the woman coming together and they procreated their children. That is the order of authority. If that is the case, if you would notice in the word of the Lord uh, what uh, Jesus said concerning his relationship with his father. He said, I come to do the will of him who sent me. I come to do what? I come to do the will of him that sent me. So watch it right here. Jesus said, my meat, my passion is to do the will of him who sent me. We read, uh, uh, I think last week, First uh, uh, Corinthians chapter 11, verse 1 through, I think, 9 out of the message. Bible is talking about uh, uh, Christ gives the husband authority. The husband gives the wife authority. And ultimately, all authority comes from God, his progression of order. Satan is a master to get us out of order. He, he, if he gets us out of order, then he knows you and I can never progress. And you and I could never be all that God has ordained, appointed, and anointed us to be. So therefore, he gets you to think out of order, then act out of order, speak out of order. So Jesus here uh, says my meat to do the will of him that sent me Then you go to John chapter 14 and chapter 15, 16 uh, Then he talks about the Holy Spirit coming and He said when the Holy Spirit comes He's not going to testify about himself But he's going to testify about me Now notice the order of the Godhead You got the Father You got the Son of the Word And the Holy Spirit The Son says I exalt the Father The Holy Spirit is going to exalt me Order, the order of the Godhead. But all three of them is God. All three of them is God. The Bible talks about uh, when God married uh, Adam and Eve. He said, for this reason shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall cleave unto his wife. Leave the father, leave the mother, and cleave unto his wife. And the two shall become what? One. And the two shall become one. One. So the ultimate goal of the creation of God is oneness. So the ultimate goal of creation is to be one like the Father, the Word, the Holy Spirit, or the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. That is the goal of the creation of God, to become one like the Creator Himself. The Creator is a Godhead. It's three, it's one, well, Three, enti- three entities that have different functions. They have different functions. So you got the function of uh, the Father, the function of the Son, the function of the Holy Spirit. And the Bible said the three are one. But how do, how is the Father, how is the Son, how is the Holy Spirit is one when there are three entities, but yet they are one? 
It's just like your spirit, your soul, your body. You are one, but you have the constitution of your spirit, the soul, and the body. But yet what makes one person look at you, they can't see your spirit nor your soul. They're able to see your body. They're able to see the creation part of you and not the creative part of you. Uh, are you getting this? <clears throat> Excuse me. So he said, the two shall become one. So therefore, God formed man out of the dust of the ground, breathed into man's nostril, the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Man formed dust of the ground. The breath of God touched the creation of the humanity part, the earth. Then a soul appeared. So a soul is an immaterial dimension of man, like the man's spirit is an immaterial, immaterial dimension of man. The spirit of man is greater than the soul of man, and the soul of man is greater than the body of man. The soul have byproducts of the body and the spirit, but yet it's spiritual in nature. It's invisible. You can't see a man's mind. You can't see a man's thoughts. You can't see a man's imagination. But you can see a man's brain if you cut his head open. You can see all of uh, the natural functions of a man. So in order for man, humanity, to walk and experience the fullness of God, the spirit, the soul, and the body must be in divine harmony. I personally believe this is one of the reasons why a man or a woman should not get married if we really understood these principles until those faculties is made whole. We don't know these kind of things, and what I mean by that, that'd be a balance. That a man is not dominated, I'm talking about a Christian now, can't be talking about people that's not born again, because the Bible clearly tells us in Romans chapter 8, verse 9, he that has not the Spirit of God in him, he is none of his. He that has not the Spirit of God in him, he is none of his. So we're not talking about unbeliever. We're talking about a man who has been born again of the Spirit. Notice, if you will, that uh, 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 if these parts is harmonizing, I personally believe that you and I can experience divine health. I believe you and I can experience, while we're on the earth in these physical bodies, we can experience divine peace, we can experience divine love, and not only experience it, we can walk in divine love, we can walk in divine peace, we can walk in dominion over the creative room of God. If these three parts is harmonizing, they're in divine order. Now, I'm going somewhere with this to show us how sin can be found in a perfect being, which was Lucifer. So here is the order of God for divine balance. My body is was created to come subject to my soul. My body was always designed to be a slave to my soul. My soul was created to be a master over my body. My spirit was given to me to be the master over my soul. So it was always God's will for my soul to be influenced by my spirit or my soul to be influenced by God through the mediation of my spirit. The purpose of a man's spirit is to contact God. The purpose of a man's body is to stay in contact with the creation of God. The soul part of man is the part that makes decisions. And the soul part of man is designed to uh, to be influenced by the realm of God, a God from his realm, or the creation of God. And God's, what makes man like God is his will. That's why we could never lie to God and say, the devil made me mad. Uh, the devil made me lie. The devil made me steal. The devil made... We he God, listen. God created us. He know it is impossible because he didn't make us with that possibility of anybody making us unless, 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 unless you are demon possessed. 
and still to be possessed, you you act you chose to. It was an act of your will. So you submitted yourself willfully, and the devil comes in, the demons come in, and what demons does, they capture your will. And now the things that you don't want to do, you find yourself doing. And the things that uh, you uh, want to do, you find yourself not doing. So he, he, he enslaves, uh, you capture your will. That's why the Spirit of God will lead you and guide you and direct you into all truth, all reality. Satan will drive you. But he can't do that if I don't give him permission. Satan did not make Eve partake of the fruit. Satan did not make Adam partake of the fruit. It was an act of her will, but he showed her how she would benefit. This is how it worked. Excuse me. This is how it worked. Satan is not going to come to you if he don't show you some kind of way, some kind of plan, how you're going to progress if you obey him. He's not going to just come to you and say, sin against God. It don't work that way. He is a great manipulator. So how Satan operates, ladies and gentlemen, he always uh, uh, have a great presentation. Have you ever had somebody come to your house and trying to sell something to your insurance or whatever? You will buy or, re- or reject what they're offering based on their presentation. And their presentation is always going to be from the perspective of how you're going to benefit. You're going to benefit greatly if you buy this package. This is what you will get. You will get this. Your spouse will get this. Your children will get this. It's the presentation. And you now, now the salesman does not make you purchase anything but they persuade you because i'm telling you how they because they're showing you how this is going to benefit you how you are going to gain from this not not them not the company they don't tell you how the company is going to gain they tell you how you're going to gain that's a good salesman they don't talk about uh, the money that the company going to make, how this is going to benefit the company. They don't say any of those things because that's not their job to reveal that to you. And even the salesmen themselves don't even un- maybe don't understand the fullness thereof. So, so it's always the presentation. The presentation uh, uh, persuades you or dispersuades you. So based on the presentation, you're going to say, yeah, I think that's good. I like that package. I will buy that package because you see how it's going to benefit. You see how it's going to gain. That was the presentation of Satan with Eve in the Garden of Eden. He didn't say straight out, God is lying. He's not going to come to you and I that way. He's not going to straight come and say, listen, listen, if you, God know that if you eat that, he is really telling the truth. You're really going to die. I know you don't know what death means, but you're really not going to die physically. You're going to die spiritually, and ultimately you will die physically. He's not going to tell you that. Only thing he said, this is, this is the plus, Eve. This is how you're going to gain. Eve still had to make the choice. Everything is about the presentation. Listen, God knows that when you partake of this fruit, you're going to be just like God, knowing good and evil. Part truth. He's telling part truth. That's what makes uh, Satan so great is his power of manipulation and persuasion. He, you, he causes you to forget about the other part and just focus on the part that's going to cause you to gain. It don't show you how your relationship with God it's going to be hindered. It don't show you how you're going to hurt God. You're going to wound God. You're going to hurt the Holy Spirit. Are you going to hurt somebody? It don't show you that part. You are totally blinded from that part because what makes you blind from that part that of the presentation of Satan is he gets you to, to be so focused on how you're going to gain. Listen, God know when you partake of this fruit, you're going to be just like him, knowing good and evil. And God don't want you to be just like him. You ever notice this here? 
that when God comes down to the cool of the day, he don't come to you, he come to Adam. And then Adam come to you. See, you, you see how they got the thing going on? See, if you partake of this, you're going to be just like him. You're going to know good and evil just like God, but God don't want you to be like him. Now, you notice he created Adam in his image and like you. Do you notice that he put Adam to sleep and took a rib out and made you? You secondary. You second class. But in order for you to be primary, for you to be elite, for you to be just like the one that created your husband and made you out of the creation, all you got to do is partake of this fruit, and you're going to be just like God, and you're not going to die, but you're going to be like God. Now, think about it. Here's a presentation. You don't even really focus on the dying part because your mind is so stirred up on the gain part. You're not going to die. You're going to be just like God, knowing good and evil. True, part true. But you're going to die. But part true, you, your eyes will be open, and you're going to know the difference between good and evil. That, that's going to happen. He's telling you that, that you're going to die. Everything works on that premise, how Satan manipulated. The scripture says, once again, now watch this right here. Watch this right here. Lucifer, son of the morning. When he begin to talk about how he's going to exalt himself above the stars of God, going to be just like the Most High. Now, he said this within before he acted it out. So how was sin found in Lucifer, who's created perfect? Created perfect. How could sin be found in anything created perfect? All the angels in heaven... Heaven is a perfect environment. How could this be? Now watch this right here. Watch this right here. We always can look at, find the evidence in the word of God. The first thing he did with Eve, watch this right here. He presented both trees. Tree of knowledge, good and evil, tree of life. Eve, look at these two trees. There's no difference than these two trees. Both of them is trees, Eve. Both of these trees has fruit. So do you see anything, any difference between this tree and this tree? It's no difference. Both of them have leaves. Both of them are trees. Both of them have fruit. So how could you die if you eat from this one? And don't eat from this one. They look exactly the same, Eve. Both of them is fruit trees. And the thing is, think about it, Eve. If you eat from this, first of all, you're not going to die. But if you eat from this, you're going to be just like God. So we're going to look at this thing, and we're going to look at, see how someone who was created perfect, like Lucifer, and how sin can be found in him. Now, watch this right here. Once again, the Bible says all have what sin and come short of the glory of God. All have sin and come short of the glory of God, are short of glorifying God. That's what we actually reads in the Greek. Short of glorifying God. Now, I'm breaking this down again. Did the sun rise this morning? Yes, it did. And some parts of the country... The sun is settling right about now. Here in South Florida here, it's, it's settling. It's uh, about 635. It's settling. So the sun rises, the sun set. Was God glorified? Absolutely. Why? Because once again, how God created, when God created how? When God created the sun. He created it and gave a command. What's the command he gave the sun? To rise and to set. To rise and to set. Did it rise? Yes. Is it settling? Yes. So is God glorified? Absolutely. 
because it is doing what it was created to do. It's what? It's doing what it was created to do. Now, was Eve doing what she was created to do? Satan's speaking to her. Now, watch this right here. The command God gave Adam, Adam gives the command to Eve. Once again, the authority of uh, 1 Corinthians 11 says the authority that the, uh, Christ gives the husband authority, the husband gives the wife authority. Who gives the husband? Christ gives the husband authority. The husband gives the wife authority. Now, if this being true, according to 1 Corinthians chapter 11, the father created Adam in his image and his likeness. Because he created him first, he has the authority. He puts Adam to sleep. He takes a real vow, and he makes the woman. Before God put Adam to sleep and take the real vow and make the woman, Adam is discipled by God. Adam is trained by God. So God educates, train, and disciple Adam. Put him to sleep when he's fully trained. He's proved that he was trained. He put him in the garden to till, uh, to till the garden. He brings the animals before him. He names all of the animals, which reveals uh, that he have dominion over the creative work of God. Now watch this right here. When God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion of the fish of the sea, the fowl of the air, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the face of the earth. Was that talking about the serpent? Every creeping thing that creepeth upon the face of the earth. The fowl of the air, the beast of the field. I have given you authority over them. Now watch this right here. Now the one that is the authority is the one that is responsible for articulating the vision of the one that gave him authority. Everything works that way. On your job, uh, 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 the president of the United States, he's the visionary for the country. He's the visionary for the country. Every male gender, every husband, every father should be the visionary of the home. Every pastor should be the visionary of their churches. This is how it works. Now, that's the order of God. That is what? The order of God. So God said, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, the fowl of the air, and every creepy thing that creepeth upon the face of the earth. Who said that? God. Now, did God share that with Eve? No. Well, who did God share that with? Adam. So God gives Adam authority. He trained Adam in authority, naming the animals, tilling the ground, working the ground, overseeing all of the animals that God created. They was under Adam's authority. Then God put Adam to sleep, take the real bow. He brings the woman. God don't train Eve. Adam is to train Eve. Adam is training her. Just like God trained him, he don't know any other training method. He don't know anything else outside of how God trained him and discipled him. He don't know anything else. So when God put him, uh, him to sleep, take the rib out, make the woman, bring the woman, this is my flesh and my flesh. So now he began to train her. Just like he trained Adam. God trained Adam. Now, I want to ask you a question. The serpent that spoke to Eve, was the serpent in the garden before God put Adam to sleep, took the rib out, and made the woman? Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, why didn't Satan come to the serpent and have a serpent to talk to Adam before God put Adam to sleep, took the rib out and made the woman. Why did the serpent wait until God put Adam to sleep, took out a rib, made the woman, then come to the woman? 
Why didn't the serpent ever come to the man? Why? Because it had been very difficult, very difficult to deceive and to manipulate Adam from God when God himself is communicating, God himself is training, God himself is discipling, God himself is educating Adam. It would have been more difficult to be able to do it that way. And if you would notice, the Bible let us know that Satan manipulated a third of the angels. Ladies and gentlemen, I guarantee you the angels that he manipulated most likely wasn't the angels that was high in rank, like Michael, Gabriel, who's, who was archangels like him that is close to God. I guarantee you he manipulated low-ranking angels. It was angels, but they was in a lower rank. And they wasn't created like him. They, weren't on, they didn't have the same authority that Lucifer had. I guarantee you that. Because if we understand patterns, we understand patterns. So he, he's not coming to Adam, who God is discipling. He waits until God put him to sleep, take the rib out, makes the woman, brings the woman to the man. Watch this right here. And this reason shall a man leave his father and his mother and cleave to his wife, and the two shall become one. And the two shall become what? One. Now, watch this right here. It's no way in the world God would marry Adam to Eve for them to become one if Adam had not become one with the Father. That's why God put, the, put him to sleep, took out the rib, made the woman, because God knew he was ready. God knew what? He was ready. And so, therefore, because God, listen. God knew what he put in Adam. I mean, this is the creator of the heaven, the world, earth, and the world, and all that dwells therein, the one that created Lucifer before he became Satan. God knew what he put in him, and he knew he was ready. God just didn't stick him out there untrained, unprepared. Evidently, Adam was exercising dominion over the fish of the sea, the fowl of the air, and over every creeping thing that creeped upon the face of the earth before God gave Eve to him. He proved himself as a leader, as a God over creation. That's exactly what he was. God put him, made him God over the creative work of his hand. So God knew he was ready. Now I should write it. He said, now, and the two shall become one. And the two shall become one. Just like Adam is one with me, Eve is to be one with Adam. I trained him in oneness with me. I'm the one trained him. I'm the one gave him instructions. And the boy is bad because he's just like me. I named all of the animals. I'm the one that created the heavens, the earth, the world, and all that dwells therein. So all of the creative work of God, God brought to them. And whatever Adam named it, it was so. Whatever he named it, it was so. Adam, the Bible don't say this. The Bible just said he named the animals, but I guarantee you, not only the animals he named, he named every fruit tree. He gave the grass a name. He gave uh, uh, every uh, seed. He gave every all vegetation its name. He named the creative work of God, not just the animals. I know the Bible don't say that, but I believe that. So, now he brings Eve. The serpent doesn't speak to Adam, the man that's been trained in the ways of God, the mind of God, the heart of God. <clears throat> the man that has proved that he's one with God. How did he prove he's one with God? Because he executed the will of God. That's what made Jesus one with God. He executed the will of God. Are, are you seeing this? Jesus did not live. Not one iota for himself. Not one iota for himself. He lived for the pleasure of the Father. He lived for what? The pleasure of the Father. And that's what makes Jesus one with the Father. He said when the Holy Spirit comes, he's not going to talk about himself. 
He said, he's not disciple. It's expedient that I go away. If I go not away, that the comforter cannot come unto you. But when he come unto you, he's not going to testify about himself. He's not going to talk about himself. He's going to testify about me. He's going to take what the Father has given me, and he's going to reveal it, disclose it, uh, uh, reveal it, disclose it, uh, declare it, and transmit it to you. That's the Amplified Version. He's going to talk about himself. Talk about me. I'm not here to talk about myself. I'm here to talk about the Father. There's none that is good but one that is the Father which is in heaven. Good master, good master, why you call me good? I'm not good. The goodness that you see is not me. The goodness you see is the Father. There's only one that is good, that is the Father. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. What is the order of the Trinity in a relationship, a home? Husband, wife, children. So you got the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. You got the husband, the wife, the children. And just like the order of the Godhead and the function and the operation, it should be the same in a home. It should be the same in a marriage. That's why there's great manipulation against men. And that's why things is out of whack in the majority of marriages, especially in America. Because if a woman, this is a manipulation, if the enemy, uh, when a woman marries a man, the devil is always going to war against that woman to challenge her husband. But she doesn't know she's doing it, to get her out of order and to get the marriage out of order. And now God can't be glorified because the marriage is not functioning according to the way God created. The God created the sun to rise, in this, uh, to rise and set, rise and set, and God is glorified. The majority of marriages, God is not glorified in them because they're out of order. How many wives do not let the enemy bombard your mind? But how many wives function as the second person in the union like Jesus is the second person in the Godhead? How many women, I mean, God gives us a clear picture how to function. Jesus came to do the will of his father. And watch this right here. He came to do the will of his father. Now, before Eve was taken, uh, was made from the rib of Adam, watch this right here. Before Eve was taken from the rib of Adam, did Adam have a vision? Yeah, God told him, be fruitful, multiply, and replenish the earth. Take dominion of the fish of the sea, the fowl of the air, and obey every creepy thing that creepeth upon the face of the earth. So God gave Eve for what reason? To help him do that. To what? Help him. Help who? Him. Help who? Him do that. God didn't even tell her the vision. It was the man, Adam's responsibility to tell his wife the vision that God gave him, or the commandment that God gave him. You are my helper. The problem is with a lot of wives, they don't want to be a helper. They want to be the person on top of the garden. Listen, your husband did not create the order. God created the order. So the manipulation is to break the order. So God cannot be glorified. Why? Because the sun rises and sets, God is glorified because the sun is doing what God created it to do. When the the enemy causes a woman to usurp the authority of a husband, or when the enemy uses people in the church to usurp the authority of their pastor, God cannot be glorified in that constitution. He cannot be glorified in that government because that government did not come from heaven. It came from the realm of darkness. It's out of order. God cannot be glorified. So what is a woman, what is a job? To be a helpmate. To be what? A helpmate. The problem with uh, 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 a lot of the marriages, the man is the helpmate. The wife isn't the helpmate. That man is the helpmate. And when I say helpmate, I'm not talking about uh, doing menial tasks. I'm not talking about in your home. That's your home. You all should come together in your home. I'm talking about the vision of God. The vision of God. So Satan said, watch this right here. 
God know that in the day, now he's not speaking to Adam, who God trained. He's speaking to Eve, who Adam trained. So do you ever notice great warfare? Ladies, how your mind is bombarded when your husband tries to talk to you? If your husband tries to bring correction to you about a thing that is out of order in the home because you, it, the, the, you're violating the vision that God has given the man and how great warfare is taking place in your mind, it's a revelation something is wrong with you. It's out of order. Now God cannot be glorified in the marriage. And if God is not glorified in the, in, in the relationship with the husband and wife, and you can take it to the bank, God is not glorified with the children because what has happened is, and watch this right here, when um, the woman usurps authority and break the order that God created for the success of the marriage and the family, God the one created it. If, the, if it's ever broken, do you not understand what you're getting ready to produce in the earth? You're getting ready to produce children with, with listen to me, with an iniquity pattern. What you just did, you created a pattern that was contrary to heaven, and your children now is born a birth into a pattern. Birth into an iniquity pattern. Think about it. The moment you partake of this fruit, you're going to surely die. You know what the scripture says? Yes. Now watch this right here. When Eve partook of the fruit, she partook of the fruit. Both this out Sunday before last. Adam was right there because the Bible says she ate and also gave to her husband. He was right there when she partook of the fruit. Watch this here. She partook of the fruit. Adam standing right there. Why do you think Adam ate after she ate, knowing that's what God told him not to do? Because when she ate, Adam did not see her die. He didn't see it. She ate and nothing had happened. Nothing happened. So she ate and, and she, she probably said this right here. She probably quoted what the devil said. God knows that in the day that you partake of the fruit, you're not going to die. But God knows you're going to know good and evil. You're going to be just like God, knowing good and evil. She ate it. She says, see, baby, look, look, ain't nothing happened. Look, I'm not dead. Look. And Adam looked. Didn't see no change. And the Bible said he also ate. But when he ate, that's when the change took place. That's when he recognized that they was naked and not ashamed. The glory that they was clothed in lifted. The glory that they were clothed in, it lifted. Not when Eve ate, but when Adam ate. So because Eve, Adam looking, it, and nothing happened. No change took place. Well, maybe God did lie. Because she ain't dead. Look at her. She's still standing up here talking to me, still full of glory, everything. Here, baby, eat. See, nothing's wrong. Change. See, see the serpent said, the serpent said that, that uh, uh, um, uh, if I eat it, I'm not going to die. Look, baby, I'm not dead. Look. And he ate. But the moment he ate, not only did the glory leave him, but the glory left her. Do you know why? Because the assignment wasn't given to Eve. The assignment was given to Adam. He did not say in the day that Eve eat, the day that you eat, you will surely die. But even if Eve eat, she would die. But if you don't eat, you can recover her. That is why. That is why you do not see Eve die. Because Adam was recovering. In the midst of her mistake, in the midst of her sins, he had enough glory on her to cover her mistakes. That's why the Bible says love covers the multitude of sin. But when Adam ate, when he ate, he lost it. And she lost it because she was covered by him. She was, Adam was her covering. 
like God is Adam's covering. So when Adam ate, he lost the covering of God, which was covering him. So when he became naked, God's glory covered Adam. Adam's glory covered Eve. When Adam sinned, when Eve sinned, nothing happened because Adam still was covered by God. So, therefore, his covering was still covering Eve. But when he ate, God's glory left. When God's glory left, a covering came off of uh, uh, Adam. <laughs> then Adam's glory came off of Eve, and they found themselves naked and ashamed. Are you getting this? You've got to get the principle, ladies and gentlemen. And this is what happened all the time, all the time, all the time, all the time, all the time. So what was he doing? What was Satan doing? He was manipulating her to show her to show her how valuable, how valuable the tree was. See, Satan will always tempt all of us to partake of what is forbidden. And what is forbidden? It looks good, smell good, sound good. It's going to show what is forbidden. The devil is going to show you why you need this. And the devil going to show you God don't want you to partake of it because God don't want you to be like him. Isn't that what the devil tell you, wives? Your husband trying to hold you back? Your, 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 your husband, your, your husband uh, trying to be your boss? Your husband trying to be uh, uh, your daddy? Your husband trying to be this? What He's a tremendous manipulator. He is a tremendous liar. But God created the order, and there's safety in order. Glory comes in order. Glory comes in order. I'm going to say it again. Glory comes in order. So Satan's ultimate goal is to manipulate the order. We see this in church churches where we don't see respect. Now, that's just right here. Jesus honored the Father by obeying the Father to do the will of the Father. He's here to execute the will of the Father. That's what Jesus said. I'm here to do the will of the Father who sent me. It is my meat to do the will of the Father. How many wives talk like this? I'm here because of my husband. I'm here to do the will of my husband. That's what Proverbs talks about, 31. That's what Proverbs talks about, how, how, listen, how the men of the city called her husband blessed because he found a good thing. How many wives is good things? How many wives can say, a husband can say, my wife is a good thing? The only way a husband can say a wife is a good thing is because a wife aids and assists the man in fulfilling the vision. She's not, she's not in competition. No husband wants a wife that's competitive and combative. I mean, what, what, I mean men... Compete all the time. We, that's our nature. But you don't want to come home and have to compete. You don't want to have to come home and compete. So she, she makes the man shine. Jesus made God look good. Made God look good. He revealed the Father. Shows the Father. One of the disciples said, how long have I been with you? When you see me, you see the Father. How many men, uh, ladies, can say, when people see me, they see my husband? Because my husband and I are one. I understand that I am a helpmate. I'm here to adjust. I am here to conform to the will of my husband, to help fulfill the vision that God gave my husband. That's how you become one, ladies. That's how you become one man. When the men stay in his function, do not compromise. Do not compromise. But he got a vision from God, and he do not move. He does not move to the right hand nor the left hand. He stick with his guns. The wife comes alongside of him, and will not try to manipulate the husband out of the will of God. So she understands my role is. Um, to exalt, extol, magnify my husband by doing my assignment 
in the order that God created for this union. And when the children see that, they only, let's just say, when they see that, they only can duplicate that. Now what is happening? The husband and the wife is creating a righteous pattern. The sins of the father pass through the third and fourth generation. The blessing of the father pass through the third and fourth generation. He said the blessing of the mother, the father. But it is the mother because the mother and the father has become one. So now we create a righteous pattern in the earth realm. And so then our children will grow up and they will duplicate the pattern that they have beheld with their father and their mother. They see the order. But Satan has come to manipulate the order. So God cannot be glorified in the family, the family unit, because the family unit is all messed up. It's all jacked up. It's too much chaos and confusion because there is no righteous pattern that's been established. The steps of a good man is ordered by the Lord. The steps of a good man is ordered by the Lord. The steps of Adam was ordered by the Lord. The steps of Adam was ordered by who? The Lord. His wife came and altered the steps. When she altered the steps, she, and when they had children, they birthed in. Even though God forgave them, but they had already created an iniquity pattern. The moment you partake of this fruit, you're going to die. Did they die? Absolutely, when Adam partook of it. So death came into the earth as a result of Adam's sin. Watch this right here. Then they start having children. There was no death until Adam partook of the fruit. There was no death in the earth. God said you will die if you do it, but when he did it, death came into the world. So the next thing you know, one day, God uh, uh, told his children, Adam, uh, I'm saying Abel and Cain, bring me an offer. Oh, my time is up. I'm going to say this last thing, and then I'm going to get off this line here. Bring me an offering. They brought the offering. One did exactly what God said. The other one did not do exactly what God said. And then what happened? One got jealous. There was no jealousy in the world. There was no jealousy in the world. By the one act of Adam, death came in, envy, strife, jealousy came into the world. An iniquity pattern was accepted. So therefore God favored Abel's offering, and he rejected Cain and his offering. And when Cain saw God rejecting his offering and him, but favorable to his brother, the Bible says he became angry. And God said, if you do well, you will be accepted too. If you do well, you will be accepted too. And then one day, here's this iniquity pattern. He is angry and murdered his brother. Adam died. Then now, the spirit of murder, of death, is manifested to his oldest son, killing his youngest brother. Because of iniquity pattern, from that day, the day that Adam died, sin, I'm saying death, has progressed in the world even till this day because of iniquity pattern. That is why we have to learn principles, how to break iniquity patterns. The Bible says, any man being in Christ is a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. But you've got to understand, just because old things have passed away, all things have become new, that doesn't mean Satan is not going to continue to try to work your bloodline. He's going to continue to try to work your bloodline. If it don't get you, it'll try to get your children. Skip a generation. I was uh, uh, doing a counseling session today with a young lady. The daughter had been having night nightmares. And uh, began, uh, before you do anything, uh, and she told me how a force came into the room and was pulling her daughter. And she was trying to pull her daughter. And she only could pull her by the neck and the head because this force was pulling her. Then she shared with me that uh, when she went to work, her mother kept the dog, and her mother said, you've got to come over here. mother told her how this force came into her bedroom while her daughter was asleep. So I had to go begin to probe and begin to find out what door was open to this girl's life. A little girl, two years old. Strong demonic uh, 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 manipulation. With this little baby, somebody opened up the door to this little child, this little two-year-old, and them demons start manifesting. And I want you everybody to hear me good. I got to get off this. I got to get off this uh, this, this um, program. I want everybody to hear me. I said, "Well, who your, your daughter's around?" And told me about a relative. I said, "Listen, you better you better get understand this right here. Many times, that's that's who." 
who who uh, is, is messed up by our kids get messed up because we just trust everybody. Everybody ain't saved. You confessing to be salvation, but your family members not confessing to be saved. I told about a, a, a relative of mine uh, have uh, uh, tremendous challenges uh, with sexual perversion. Found out his oldest sister uh, uh, molested him when he was a, a, a kid. And I opened up the door for that spirit to come in and be in the middle. He's an adult. Grown man. But he's been enslaved based all of his life through the spirit of perversion. But his oldest sister. The problem with Christians, we are just so blind and naive. We trust anything. Nobody got a relationship with God and consult God about anything today. We got we to protect the next generation, ladies and gentlemen. Well, my time really been up. I appreciate you all staying with me this five minutes over. Uh, this has been your host. Listen, uh, we have our last Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday uh, prayer line the end of every month. Uh, uh, begin to prepare your uh, heart and your mind. Invite your family and friends to be with us. Uh, been having some powerful times as we come together and pray, intercede, war, and battle on the behalf of our Lord, our Master, our King. Every Monday and every Tuesday, we're here at 6 p.m. So invite your family and friends next uh, Monday, next Tuesday, to be with us. And we pray that your 4th of July will be powerful, dynamite, full of the love and peace of God, the joy of the Lord. And we pray that the, uh, uh, full of family. And I pray that you just have an awesome time with your family. We love you greatly. Uh, continue to pray with us. Let's pray with, for one another. Uh, and I, I do that for you. I do that for you. Love you. God bless you. Appreciate you. Let the rest of your evening be restful. Mm-hmm.